and welcome to the program, UFO Warning. Today's topic, UFO sightings in Cleveland, Ohio. And I found this story from TripSavvy.com. The title is UFO Sighting Stories in Cleveland by Sandy Mitchell, posted on June 4th, 2019. Starts off, it says, you may have heard of Roswell, but the state of Ohio is one of the most active spots in the nation for UFO sightings. In fact, it ranks second in the United States for unexplained UFO sightings. An online search yields hundreds of unexplained incidents around the Cleveland area, thousands more throughout Ohio, and even a few websites devoted specifically to Ohio UFOs. Many reports of UFOs are of the someone on their porch late at night saw some strange lights in the sky variety, but there are plenty of sightings that draw a little more interest, ones that are reported by multiple people at the same time, or ones that involve an actual sighting other than simply strange lights. The majority of sightings do end up with a plausible explanation, but there are cases that never really get resolved. Here's a look at some of the most famous UFO sightings in Cleveland, in the Cleveland area. And it goes on and says, it lists the first one, Portage, Ohio, UFO Chase. It says, this is probably the most famous UFO sighting in Ohio. On the morning of April 17, 1966, just after 5 a.m., two police officers from Portage County, Ohio, were checking on an abandoned vehicle on the side of Route 224. While outside their vehicle, the officers saw a large, metallic, disc-shaped object nearby. The object flew directly over the police cruiser, shining a bright light on them, that one of the officers said was like high noon. The object hoovered nearby, but would move away whenever the officers tried to approach it. The men eventually chased the object into Pennsylvania, where they would later receive orders to abandon the chase. The men lost sight of the craft after about 30 minutes. Now that really makes you think, if these guys are chasing this thing for 30 minutes... They must have really thought they saw something. The article goes on and says several police officers from other jurisdictions had joined the chase and several civilians reported seeing the same object at about the same time. An official investigation determined that the officers had chased a communication satellite and then the planet Venus, an answer the pursuing officers found completely inaccurate. Well, here's a case where we have multiple police officers. Now, these are the guys that can testify against you in court and have you put away for prison the rest of your life because the court considers them a reliable witness. So for crying out loud, why is it that the police officers are considered a reliable witness if they're writing uh, traffic citations or solving crimes, but they're not considered a reliable eyewitness if they're chasing a UFO? And another thing, to say that they were chasing the planet Venus, I think these guys probably had to be a little bit smarter than that. It says, because of public ridicule, the two main officers in this incident would quit their jobs and disappear from public view. This incident is widely credited with inspiring a scene in the 1977 film Close Encounters of the Third Kind. While in real life, Ohio officers chase the object into Pennsylvania, the film depicts Indiana officers chasing the object into Ohio. Number 2. Lake Erie Lights Sometimes referred to as the Cleveland Lights, the Lake Erie Lights is the name given to any number of strange color-changing lights that people report seeing over Lake Erie. 
Local residents say these lights are unlike any plane or helicopter they've ever seen. Cleveland is the home of NASA's Glenn Research Center, which tests certain rockets and specialty aircraft. Many people attribute the lights to testing there, but the center has frequently issued statements that they didn't have testing that coincided with the appearance of lights. Well, this is a common thing we see with a lot of these military installations or NASA. People do uh, notice strange uh, phenomena around them. The question is, are they hiding something? Are they back-engineering some sort of UFO technology? Or are UFOs actually monitoring these high-tech areas? The article goes on. It says, The most commonly offered explanation from the U.S. and Canadian Coast Guards is that the lights are just television and radio towers along the, along the Canadian shore of Lake Erie or a windmill farm along the same area. Weather conditions have, weather conditions have to be very specific for Ohio residents to see the Canadian border which would explain why the lights are rarely seen. But that explanation doesn't mesh with what many residents claim to see. The lights will sometimes move up and down, dim and brighten, and change colors several times. Sightings of Lake Erie lights generally come in waves, appearing several nights in a row, then not showing up again for a few months. Well, there's a big difference between a stationary light from, say, a radio and, or antenna tower than from an unidentified object which is moving up and down and across the sky. I think we can all agree on that. Number three, Koine Helicopter Incident. This is spelled C-O-Y-N-E. On October 18, 1973, four men on an Army Reserve helicopter flying from Columbus to Cleveland reported seeing a strange red light on the horizon. The light was brighter than any aircraft or radio tower the men had ever seen before, so they watched it cautiously. The light appeared to be heading on a collision course with a helicopter, so the pilot, Captain Lawrence Coyne, lowered his altitude to about 2,000 feet to avoid the approaching craft, just as the object was about to collide with the helicopter. It stopped and hoovered just above the men. Just above. The men could now see that this was a metallic, cigar-shaped object, and that in addition to the intense red light, there was a white light on the stern of this vehicle. On the stern of this craft, and a pyramid-shaped beam of light pointing straight down. The men reported that the green beam turned upward and swept over the helicopter's windshield, enveloping the whole cockpit in green light. The object then turned and sped off, performing maneuvers the men had never seen in their life. When the pilot looked back at his controls, his compass was spinning rapidly and his altimeter was reporting a height of 3,500 and climbing, despite the fact that he hadn't given it any power since he dropped down to under 2,000 feet and that his steering mechanism was still in full down position. The four men's report on the incident was deemed the most scientifically valuable report of 1973 by the National Enquirer, winning them the Blue Ribbon Panel Award in $5,000. Now just think about that. They're in this military helicopter. This UFO shows up and just takes controls of the helicopter. And as the UFO speeds off, it's doing maneuvers like it's like that, that are impossible. This is the same sort of report that we heard from these recent uh, Navy cockpit videos where we have a military uh, air vehicle in the air and the UFOs just 
don't seem to have any respect for them whatsoever. They fly up, they approach these things. Um, sometimes they take control of the vehicle, like we hear about here, in rare cases, and then they just uh, disappear. But usually on the way to disappearing, they're doing all kinds of aerial maneuvers that are just physically impossible for anything that we have. Number four, Trumbull County sighting. The author says on December 14, 1994, multiple people in Trumbull County, Ohio, reported seeing an unusual object in the sky. Around midnight, the county's 911 call center was flooded with calls about strange lights in the sky. Soon, police officers began making reports to their dispatch stations on the strange object as well. While the reporters were were initially down, while the reports were initially downplayed, after officers from several different stations made similar reports, the situations became a little more serious. The object was detected by the National Weather Service radar in the area, with an operator saying that he had never seen an object move so quickly. While the description of the color of the object's light varied from bright white to red to blue, virtually all of the witnesses described it as being an object that rotated on an axis with some sort of protrusion on top, almost like a parachute. Almost every witness also reported that the craft made no sound. An officer sent to investigate the incident that when said that when his vehicle neared the area where the craft was reported, his car suddenly shuts off. At that moment, an intense white light, like daylight, hit the vehicle from above. The light stayed on above his car for about 30 seconds and then sped off. Once the object left, his car started back. An official explanation was never offered. The FAA briefly investigated and had no reports of aircraft that should have been in that area. There is a military facility nearby, the Youngstown Warren Air Reserve Station. While that station does sometimes unique aircraft, it's unlikely that testing would occur over a populated area. Here again we see a police officer having an encounter with this UFO, and the UFO just takes over his car, just shuts it down. Now whether this is just something to do with the electromagnetism these things puts off, or if it's just the UFO's way of saying, hey, I'm in charge, we don't know. But certainly this is another case of multiple reports of a UFO. Number five, the article says, what to do if you see a UFO in Cleveland? Unless an incident is presenting an immediate danger to you or someone around you, it's probably best not to contact local police authorities just because you saw something unusual in the sky. There's someone that's interested in hearing you out, though. Cleveland is actually the home of the oldest UFO group in the world, the Cleveland Ufology Project. The group was founded in March of 1952 and investigates UFO sightings and similar phenomena. The, group's, the group holds public meetings the third Saturday of every month. I found that article on Trip Savvy. I thought it was a pretty uh, well-written uh, short article with some very interesting sightings that have been uh, reported in Cleveland over the years. And there's lots of this kind of really uh, cool stuff online if you look around for it where actual uh, contemporaneous sightings have been placed. People just write down what they saw and then uh, you can read the reports, you can read about the sightings without the opinion of a third party. And that's what's going to really break this whole UFO phenomenon wide open, in my opinion, is just by listing every single sighting that we can online and exchanging the information uh, amongst ourselves. 
And by just accumulating and analyzing this data, at some point we'll, we will create our own disclosure for the UFO phenomena. Until next time, this is UFO Warning saying, over and out.